God is good, is He? Yeah, we can say that with a bit of faith this morning. All right. Has anyone uh, ever had a gym membership? Anyone had a gym? Yeah, come on, show me your hands. Who's had a gym membership before? Now, I'm making a confession this morning. I've actually had quite a few gym memberships. Uh, And look, when I've signed up to these gym memberships, I've had... I've had some great motivation, right? I've had some great motivation. I've even, you know, justified spending the money, hoping it will motivate me more. Has anybody done that? They're like, if I spend the money, then I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I've had, I'll be honest with you, I've had great visions about the results that the gym would get me. I, I can see, I see myself looking in a mirror, but in the mirror I'm seeing Brad Pitt from uh, Fight Club. You know, he's ripped, zero body fat percentage. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I picture, I have this vision of, you know, when, when we're playing sports, I'll volunteer to be on the skins team. Like, anybody ever wish that they could? No, just me? Okay. Um, I picture myself running around shirtless. Not playing sport, just like in life, going to Woolies shirtless. Uh, I, I've had these... I've had these great intentions and great expectations about my gym membership. But as you can see in front of you, uh, I don't actually have the results. If I had the results, I would be shirtless, like I said. (laughs) No worries. Uh, And can I tell you the reason I don't have the results is because even though I had the gym membership, I didn't actually go to the gym very much. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, I didn't train. I didn't do the work. I wanted the result, but I didn't put the work in. I don't know about you, but there are other areas in my life where I've done the same thing. I've expected or wanted the result, but maybe, to be honest with you, haven't put the work in. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I think For a lot of us, we want the results, but we don't want to put in the work required. And again, if we're to be totally honest this morning, I actually believe it's also true when it comes to our faith. Now, before you start wishing that you had stayed home this morning, uh, uh, this isn't a message of guilt or shame. Let me tell you straight off. It's not about guilt or shame. This, this morning, is a message to encourage uh, and and definitely motivate us towards growth. We are going to grow in 2024. Any amens? Amens? You've already heard it from me for a few weeks. 2024 is a year our church is going to grow. We are going to grow more and more like Jesus. When I say Church going to grow. We're not talking church growth strategies. I'm not even talking about this room being more full on a Sunday. I'm talking about us growing more and more like Jesus, which is why we have grow groups starting. Uh, we just want we want to get together. We want to explore what it means to follow Jesus, the invitation Jesus offers us to follow Him. So, if you're able to Tuesday nights six o'clock, we're going to share. I've got a pasta menu. Can I tell you? Ten weeks. I've planned it out. We're eating pasta for ten weeks. So we're going to grow. There's going to be some growth. Uh, But uh, 
you're invited. Even if you just want to come and share dinner, we'll eat for half an hour and then we'll be done by 7.30 each Tuesday. Um, we're going to grow in 2024, but who knows we can't just keep saying it, hoping it will happen. Now, uh, God, through His Holy Spirit, will do a fair bit of heavy lifting. Can I, can I give you that assurance that, that the Holy Spirit does help and He'll do a lot of heavy lifting? But if we want to see that happen, it is going to require some effort from us. I'm going to have a look at a scripture. Uh, our scripture this morning is, is from 1 Timothy. Now, uh, there are two letters to Timothy. They're written by Paul. Um, and, and Timothy's a younger leader who Paul has trained up. Who, so Paul is writing these letters as, as a mentor to Timothy. And he's writing to Timothy, uh, trying to get his leadership to grow. He's kind of giving Timothy some pointers on how he can grow his leadership. But not only that, he's also writing to help Timothy see the church grow. Um, he's addressing some false teaching and some other things. But, but the idea of the letters to Timothy is growth. Paul as a mentor trying to help Timothy grow. So we're going to look 1 Timothy, starting at chapter 4, verses 7 to 10. They'll be on the screen. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the saviour of all people and particularly of all believers. Let's pray and have a look at this together. Uh, God, again, we thank you that you are here. We, we thank you, Holy Spirit, your presence is here. And where your presence is, there is freedom, there is grace, there's forgiveness. But we also thank you, Holy Spirit, that you convict us, that you lead us to better things. You lead us to grow. So as we look at your word, as we explore this together as family, uh, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you guide us. Uh, may Nath's words fall on the ground and may your words resonate in our hearts and minds. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So quickly, before we unpack that scripture just a little bit, um, I think it's important to start by clarifying something for us. I'm talking a little bit about work and, and putting in the effort and training, but I want to tell you some good news first up. We don't have to work for our salvation. What I'm talking about this morning isn't working for our salvation. God's grace, God's salvation and His forgiveness, can I tell you this morning, this is good news, are a free gift. Isn't that good? We don't earn it. In fact, we can't earn it. Even if we worked really, really hard, even if we trained really, really, really hard, we couldn't earn it. Our salvation comes from the work that Jesus did on our behalf. His sacrifice and His righteousness are all we need when it comes to our salvation and forgiveness. Is that good news? That's good news. Give me a wave. Say, that's good news. It's, it's an interesting response, isn't it? 
That's good news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wave. But it is. You don't have to earn. You don't have to work for God's love. And even if that's all you take away this morning, even if that's the only thing that stays in your brain this morning, that's good news. Bless you. Have a great week. Yeah? What I want to talk about today, though, is us growing to be more like Jesus, to grow in our godliness. Uh, Now, godliness, interesting word, you know? Uh, When I say grow in our godliness, where we grow more God-like, not in a way where we think that we are gods, but that other people see God in us. Anyone ever met someone who knows your parents? And, yeah, and they say to you, you're the spitting image, yeah? Has anybody ever got that before? No? Only a couple? You're the spitting image of your mother. That's what I usually get. Um, I love you, mum. Or as parents, maybe someone sees your kids and says, oh, they're just, they're just so much like you. you. You know what I mean? You see that? Well, um, I, um, I had this moment last year where uh, my kids play basketball on a Saturday and I, I caught up with an old friend, someone that I used to hang out with as a, as a teenager. Um, and he saw Jude running around on a basketball court and he just said, just the mannerisms, how he's just like, it's exactly like I remember you running around. I thought that was very interesting. That's the kind, that's what we want, for people to recognize something of God in us. Just like we would recognize in kids and parents. For our lives to remind people of God. For our presence in situations and our interactions with people in our neighborhood to show that God is actually present there and working. That as we become more like Jesus, who knows that our home becomes more like heaven? How good's that picture? That as we become more like Jesus, our home becomes more like heaven. That our workplaces and our workmates might get glimpses of God and His kingdom through us. That's the kind of godliness we're talking about, that we're after. But unlike our salvation, which is a work done on our behalf, godliness is going, unfortunately for us, to take some effort. It's going to take some effort. Paul says in that verse, godliness is going to take some training. Now, when it comes to physical training, right, most of us could give a bit of a list of exercises that we, would, uh, that we should do that would be good for us to do, might build up our fitness and strength, uh, you know, it's pretty good to do some cardio, I hear, it's these, I've heard, it's good for your heart, it's good for your body, you know, you might go for a jog or spend some time on a treadmill, Maybe do some Stairmaster. That's my favourite, Stairmaster. Favourite, yeah. Uh, Or you might ride a bike or, you know, you might actually, for physical training, you might lift some weights. Anybody lift heaps of weights? Jacob, yeah, that's good. Uh, Lift some weights. You might do some push-ups, you know. 
Yeah, push-ups. Hamish push-up king. I hear that Hamish, listen, I heard a story. Hamish is a legend. Hamish is helping in our kids' church this morning. There was a a Salvo event at the zoo yesterday. What time did Hamish rock up? 11 o'clock? Hamish works a pretty physical job. He turns up 11 yesterday, leaves the zoo at 9 o'clock, 9.30, goes and helps Dan pack a van full of sound gear until late last night. And then... On the way home, he pulls up next to Dan at the lights and says, want to get a bite to eat? And Dan's like, no, I'm going home. He goes, okay, I'm going to the gym then. I'm like, man, Hamish, what are you doing? What a, what a mad dog. Give Hamish some props. Notice he's got some guns growing at the moment. He's going to the gym pretty hard. Anyway, if I was to say to you, what, is, what do we need to do be, to become better physically? You could give me all the training ideas. Even if you don't do them, you'd be able to tell me all those things. But how do we train, like Paul suggests, for godliness? It might seem a little bit harder for us to think of how do we train for godliness? But I want to tell you uh, something that I think is actually very cool that we, we forget or we neglect as a church too often. Do you know that we have a very rich tradition as a church? We have 2,000 years of people, uh, Christian practices that help us to train and like the name says, you know, practice being more godly. I know that sometimes we get into trends and we think there's little trends about following Jesus. We do this new thing. But actually there are rich traditional Christian practices that help us train to become more and more like Jesus. Now, we're not going to spend heaps of time on them. You guys can look up some of these things. I Googled it last night just to make sure good things come up. But uh, if you Google Christian spiritual practices, Google gives you a heap of suggestions. So have a look at that on top of what I'm going to say this morning. Um, So here are some things that we can do to train our godliness. First, we have prayer. Now, can I tell you, prayer is so important as a practice, as a, as a training for us. I know that sometimes we come to prayer in crisis. We come to prayer maybe with, with an agenda. We come to prayer with, God, can you help me with this? And that's good, and I'm not suggesting we stop that. But what I want to suggest in prayer as a practice is, are you practicing it daily? Is it a daily practice? I found really helpful for myself that I set an alarm every day. And I know that's not for everybody, but I set an alarm. And it's just to spark and remind me, just spend some time in prayer right now. And and I have some specific things I pray for. But set an alarm, maybe. Contem- uh, I'm, I can't say this word well. Contemplative. Contemplative. I'm almost there. I'll practice it a few more times later on. Contem- contemplative prayer is actually not when we just set aside and we go through a list, but it's during our day, constantly aware of God's presence, constantly aware that we can listen to God at any moment. 
that we can bring all things to God. Can I tell you, church, do not neglect to pray. Our God moves when we pray. How good is that? That a God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, able to do anything, actually cares about what we are going through. We've seen and we can testify to God moving in prayer before, can't we? We have children who are currently in our kids' ministry who are here because of answers to prayer. Yeah? Train. Pray. All right? So that's one thing. That's one way we can train ourselves up. Another is this, reading our Bible. Now, I don't want to sound all Sunday school, pray, read your Bible. But who knows, we, we teach that in Sunday school because they are good practices, aren't they? This requires from us effort and discipline. How do we grow in godliness? We have to know God's Word. God's character, God's voice are revealed to us through His Word, through the Bible. This morning, my question is, do you have a regular exercise when it comes to God's Word? Can I tell you, there are lots of really good methods. You just need to find which one kind of works for you. There are, there are thousands now of reading plans, yeah? You can go through a reading plan on, on almost any topic, uh, a, a great method that, that I use for years is the SOAP method. Has anyone heard of the SOAP method? Scripture, observation, a application, thank you, and then prayer at the end. And it's just a great way to read through some Scripture and to get something out of it. We have the Bible in a year is another good way. Uh, one way that I've been uh, using pretty regularly is this Lectio 365, which is an app on your phone. Uh, on my way to work, I can listen to God's Scripture. I can uh, pray through Scripture. It really is a, an accessible way. What is your daily exercise? Can I tell you it needs to be daily? We, we can do little bit by little bit, and I'll get onto that in a minute. But let's, let's work towards having a daily exercise of reading God's Word. Another practice, another training method is gathering together. Church is actually something for us to help us train in godliness. Meeting together is an exercise. The writer of Hebrews actually says to us, don't neglect meeting together. It's, it's good for us to meet together. Who already knows that it was good for us to meet together this morning? Wasn't it? that we encourage each other to look to Jesus, that we support each other when things are hard. We celebrate together the birth of new babies. Yeah, we celebrate together. Don't neglect meeting together. It's good for us. I also love that we get to play a part in other people's growth when we meet together. When we come together, it's good for us, but it's also good for the person next to us. Who knows that? Yeah, so... Don't forget that. So that's another training way of, of training for godliness. Worship. And when I say worship, I don't just mean singing songs. I love singing songs, so, so that's a great way for me to worship. But, but worship, 
singing or not, spending time daily in some kind of worship, in praise and adoration of God is a way of training us for godliness. I can tell you that there have been many studies over the last 10 years about gratitude, about what gratitude does to our brain, that it's really, really good for us. But when we spend moments in worship, when we are thanking God for the blessings that He has given us, for who He is, it trains us. It makes us more God-like, right? What are you doing? What's your, what's your regular exercise? For some of us, it might be chucking on a worship song in the car and belting it out as loud as you can. Maybe put the windows down. When you stop at the lights, turn the music up. Sing louder. Don't, don't be embarrassed. Or... or It just might be listening to something. It might be reading a psalm every day as some praise to God. Who knows what I'm saying? They're not hard things. They require effort though, don't they? They require a little bit of discipline in the same way if I want my body to be perfect for next summer. Next summer, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm going to have to put in effort. Who knows that we also train for godliness in our service? Serving others. The Bible talks especially about how we serve the poor, the orphan, or the widow. That is training in godliness. What we do for the least of these. How can you regularly serve other people? Look for opportunities. Who knows, we're part of an organisation that does a lot of different things. Where's a place that you could serve? Journaling, uh, there's a couple of others I'll, I'll just quickly go through. Journaling is a great way to mark your progress. Who knows? I, I almost got the pictures up, but I needed to get my kids' permission and I was too late in asking. But uh, every year, start of the year, on my Facebook feed or in my photo kind of reel, I get these suggestions. They're, they're memories, right? And you look back a couple of years ago, the same day, especially school starting, I've got a picture of all the kids at the start of every year. And those photos serve as a reminder of their growth. And as I look through those photos, I not only see my kids kind of grow taller and kind of change a bit, but what's cool is we take the photo in the same place in our garden every year. And I can see even in the background how plants have grown, the the trees have grown. Journaling is like, it's good for us to journal because it it gets some thoughts out of our head. But it also serves as a great reminder of our growth. Growth happens in a good way, usually quite slowly over time. So journaling is a great way that we can revisit. Actually, I look back three years ago, man, I've, I've grown. God's grown me in those three years in journaling. For some, that's super helpful. All right, this is, a, this, is, this is a good one for you. Giving. Who knows that we train and we, we grow more like God in our, when we give, in our generosity. The spiritual discipline of giving helps us grow in godliness. Whether it be our tithes and offerings for, for church or, or whether it's just practicing generosity with those around you. 
become, helps us become more godly. Can I tell you that there are plenty more? Like I said, Google some of those Christian practices. Like I said, this morning isn't about me trying to guilt you into doing these things. But I want to see us grow. And it's going to take effort. And with that, uh, with that effort requires maybe setting up some daily disciplines. I read recently, uh, I've been reading this book. Uh, we're going to base some of our grow group on it by a guy called James Murray. He's a, he's a pastor in somewhere, New South Wales. Uh, he's, he's written this book on discipleship. And this line stood out for me when it comes to training in godliness. He says, practice makes progress. We all know that saying as practice makes perfect, right? He's like, that's not where I, we're not aiming for perfection. Practice actually makes progress. Not perfect, but progress. Bit by bit bigger, growing little bit by little bit. I love that idea and I think it's such a helpful mindset for us when we think about Paul's instruction to train for godliness. I want us to start a journey together and it might take a while. In fact, it actually should take a while. And we aren't aiming for quick perfection, but we're aiming for steady progress, right? Steady progress. Little daily deposits. I, um, I heard this quote last year um, that I loved, and it's a totally different context, but you, you'll see, it kind of makes sense. There's a guy called Captain Chesley, Chesley, Sully Sullenberger. Has anyone seen the movie Sully? I haven't seen it. Tom Hanks plays it, so it must be great. Tom Hanks is great. Um, but it's the story of the emergency landing of the plane in the Hudson River in New York. And uh, it's a quote from the captain of, of the plane. And as it, like I said, it's a different context. And his, uh, this quote was given in responding to people calling him a hero, saying, how did you even train for that moment? It was, it was incredible uh, how you did that. And this was his response. One way of looking at this might be that for 42 years, I've been making small, regular deposits in this bank of experience, education and training. And on January 15, the balance was sufficient so that I could make a very large withdrawal. Our growth into godliness, becoming more like Jesus, isn't just a once-off event. It's going to take small, daily, regular deposits, regular practices. I'm not going to lie to you this morning. It's going to take effort, right? It's going to take discipline. Paul doesn't play that down at all. He says there are times where it's going to cost you. There are going to be plenty of times when you don't feel like it. But Paul assures us this. There is a full, rich, satisfying life in a godly life, both for now and for eternity. This morning, I want to grow. I want you to grow. I want us to to grow as a church. And I believe this morning, we need to choose that. 
It's actually a choice that we need to make. We need to be intentional from this moment. We don't have a a drawn out kind of altar call this morning or anything like that. But I have a couple of questions for you. Will you choose to grow in godliness this morning? What are the practices that are going to help you grow in that godliness? What are the daily deposits that are going to help you grow in that godliness? We're going to take a moment for you to just kind of think about that. I know what's really helpful for me is always to write things down in my phone, maybe set some reminders for the week. We're going to have a moment to think about that, to choose it. One further bit of good news. I don't want to take any more of your time, but one further bit of good news is as much as it is going to take effort, who knows that we have a helper? We have a helper, God's Holy Spirit. So this morning, we might need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us once again, to help us, to to prompt us. Holy Spirit will do some of the heavy lifting, but we have to take those first steps. Can we we just pray together? Uh, God, You are good. Uh, We thank You for Your Word. We thank You uh, that your, Your goal is to grow us, that we become more and more like Jesus. And as we do that, our life grows richer. Life for the people around us grows richer. That we might bring some of heaven to earth now. Help us in our daily steps. Holy Spirit, we we invite you to prompt us, to guide us, to challenge us. God, we don't want this to just be good intentions or, or good motivation or even a great vision. We want this to actually be practical. We want it to take action in our life. Holy Spirit, grow us. Help us. In these next few moments, Holy Spirit, just quicken to our minds. Lead us. Maybe give us some new ideas. Maybe lead us to old ideas. Let's just take a few moments to reflect.